When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. So, of course, coaching has been at the center of so much of the conversation this week, and we can talk about that. We also want to get into the wild card games. All right, so I have both of these sitting here. So let me explain to you quickly how these things work. So we put a bunch of things. Cam puts a bunch of things in the Google Doc, and then Hembo and I go in, and we put some more things in the Google Doc, and we never wind up getting to everything that's in the Google Doc. So we have two really good options here, and Bubba, I want you as the producer of the show, your responsibility is to make the content decisions on this show. Do you want me to go into some of this coaching carousel stuff, which I think is fascinating? Do you want me to go into some of the game preview stuff, which I think is equally fascinating? If we didn't have time to get both in today, which one do you think the audience wants? Game preview. Game preview? I think there's a lot of money to be made this weekend. A lot of money to be made this weekend? Six and a half bucks to be exact. Six and a half dollars. Let's, oh, that's right. By the way, for those of you just joining us, I'm glad you said that, Cam. Hembo, I believe you have disqualified yourself from describing yourself as a sports fan. Hashtag Bubba. Where are you going this weekend, Bubba? Going to Dallas. He's going to Dallas. Why? Going to see the Cowboys home playoff game. Because they're your team. You live and die where you love them, right? I sure do. Nothing matters to you more than the Cowboys this weekend. Been and, supporting and, them all season. Up, down, good, bad, indifferent. And I promised Bubba that if the Cowboys made a playoff game, we would send him there. We are sending him there. Bubba and his dad are going down. We got him the tickets. He's got the flights. We got the reservations. So we're all set to go. Cam. Do you have anything on your schedule for Monday night that would prevent you from watching and agonizing and being all over your Eagles as they get to the play of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I wouldn't allow it. Wouldn't allow it. Nothing. You couldn't plan anything under any circumstances. Especially not a playoff game. Bubba. Cam. Real fans. Greeny. Real fan. I once said to Michael Kay on the air, I would cut off my pinky toe to see the Jets win the AFC championship game. I mean, just last year, just last year, I skipped my friend's birthday party. Who happens to be a thirty-eight-year-old man? But I skipped his. <laughs> I skipped his birthday party to watch the Cowboys. No, no. Let, let's be clear about something. Any man who's thirty-eight years old and having a birthday party does not deserve you coming to this. He doesn't do it. I got, I got three women who work here at ESPN who all had birthdays this week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like just and they all sit there and they just post little. Happy birthday, I-L-Y-S-M, all this stuff, you know, all these little messages back and forth to each other. And these aren't people who are 14. These are professional people who are working here. And they're all giving me the, well, why didn't you post anything for my birthday? Are you kidding? Am I supposed to post something for someone, an adult's birthday? I'm with you on this, dude. I think birthdays are the most ridiculously overrated thing that we do. I I, 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 I celebrate the birthdays of three people. My wife. My son and my daughter. And those are the only ones for which you're even responsible to remember, That's correct? correct. I totally agree. I remember my mother's birthday. That's it. My mm-hmm. mom's birthday. My mom and my dad were actually born two days apart. Wow. So we always celebrated their birthdays together. Yeah, my dad's birthday was February 16th. Same year? 
No, not the same year. But their birthdays fell two days apart every year. My dad, February 16th, and my mom was the 18th. Mm-hmm. So we always would celebrate them together. Those are the people. But people that you work with, no matter how much you like them, you're not responsible to make some sort of big deal out of their birthday, no, are I mean, you? If, if, no, no, no. If you learn that it's someone's birthday, it's, it's, anything is your obligation to say happy birthday. But right. it isn't your obligation to remember. No, of course. That's Hembo. absurd. Let me ask you a question. How long have you known me? Uh, Ten years. When's my birthday? I don't have any idea. Exactly. I could just pick, I have a one Why in, would you know that? One in 365 chances. Because it's on Google. It's on Google. Yeah. It may very well be wrong. My middle name on Google is wrong, so maybe my birthday is wrong. Bubba, you've been with me even longer. Do you know when my birthday is? Um, isn't it like August 9th or something? Yeah, that's, that's closer than you it? should be. It isn't August 9th, but it's closer than you probably should be. Here's, I'm not telling you, my, who cares what my birthday is? I'm a 56-year-old man. <laughs> what difference could it possibly make when my birthday is? What, are you going to get me a cake? I, no, look, you're preaching to the freaking choir. Okay, then let me go back to what I was saying. You, Hembo, are a disgrace. You're a fraud. You're a sham. You've made a mockery of your fandom. It was disclosed earlier on this program... That Hembo bet the Buccaneers and the money line Monday night. And let me be clear. He didn't bet a million dollars. He didn't bet an amount of money because he's so sure on this it's going to put his kids through college. Little Michelle and now the other one. He didn't do any of that. He bet $5 at plus 130 on Tampa and the money line. So what is that? What 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 does that exactly amount to? Is it six dollars? Six dollars and fifty cents is what I is where I wound up on my money line bet. Six dollars. You have the chance to win six dollars and fifty cents. Pretty good. Betting against my team. Betting against your team. In a playoff game. In a playoff game. In a playoff game. Super Bowl on the line. They could win the Super Bowl. They could win the Super Bowl. They could win the Super Bowl. So what made you do this? I think the Eagles are likely to lose. This is the old emotional hedge that Joe Fortenball has talked about. How is into. a $6.50 bet hedging the emotion? <laughs> are you telling me that the Eagles winning a playoff game is only worth $6.50 By to no means. I would much, then the emotional hedge is irrelevant. I would much prefer the Eagles win the game, Cam. Much prefer That's the Eagles so win the game. That's so not true. You're, you're trying to pay $6.50 or win $6.50 so that Bill Belichick can be your coach next year. No, See, that's you don't much care. more reasonable. You don't care about the Eagles winning this game at all. That is not true at all. I much prefer if my team... I desperately want my team to win the game. You're going to be out of $5 then. I don't think they're going to. And I have the opportunity to win 6 and a half. This is a good value. Six oh my dollars to buy yourself misery. So would you rather lose or win this bet? I would rather I would rather lose the bet. Then why would why would here's what I don't understand, okay? And and gambling is something that I know old school, okay? So I grew up gambling when it was illegal and all sorts of other. Now it is delightfully legal in most places. I have been campaigning for that on these airwaves for years. I have always felt that way. I'm very pleased to help represent ESPN Bet now out there because I think done correctly and responsibly, it is a, 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 a net positive for our society. But the idea of betting against your own team, I can't imagine an amount of money. Like, let's just live in a world where the Jets make the playoffs again in my lifetime, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I think is... Let's which, use another example. We have, we have, no, today is actually... Is today the 12th? The 55th anniversary. Yes, it today is. Today is the 55th. 54th. No, today's 2024. Mm-hmm. It is the 55th anniversary of Joe Namath and the Jets winning the Super Bowl. 55 years from Super Bowl three. Yeah, I was one and change. 
55 years. So, now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in a pretty good place. Are you saying your dad didn't play the Colts minus 18 in my, that game? My dad definitely <laughs> did not take the money line <laughs> on that game. My parents told me that, that my dad, both of them, my mother is every bit as crazy a Jet fan as my father, that they were both convinced the Jets were going to lose to the very end. When Unitas came into the game in the fourth quarter, my father's like, oh, we're dead. We're definitely, they thought they were going to lose until the last second of that game. But anyway, none of that is the point. Um, everyone's financial situation is different. Everyone has a price, right? So if the Jets were in, I'm just making this up, the AFC Championship game, I've, which they have been twice in relatively, well, not that recent anymore, but, but, but if they're in the AFC Championship game, everyone's price is going to be different. There is an amount of money that you could offer me that I would say, okay, I'll take that instead of the Jets winning. But it would be a really big amount. Everyone's financial situation is different. That's, it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It, it is what it is. If the Eagles were in the NFC Championship game, Hembo, how much money would you have to be offered to say, I'll take that rather than going to the Super Bowl? It would have to be a four-figure sum. Four figures is $1,000? At least $1,000. Get out of here. You're paying six and a half bucks to win in the wild card. That's two rounds away from the championship round. Kim, it's an emotional hedge. It elevates to four figures two rounds later? Yes, to go to the Super Bowl? If they win this game, they could go to the Super Bowl eventually. There is, there is, there are, I, I, I don't want to sell short anyone's financial situation. I have to believe there are very few people in the world whose lives are going to be changed by $6.50. Hembo. Right? Very few people. So that is not an emotional hedge. That's just a freaking joke. Bubba, Cowboys, NFC Championship game. You've waited basically your whole life. How old were you when they were when 96 and 97, those teams? Like 11, 12. Okay, so yeah. you've waited your whole adult life. Sure, yeah. How much money, if they make it to the NFC Championship game, would I have to offer you for you to root against them? Oh, I mean to root again. Well, I mean, I'm to say I, you take the money instead of them going. Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I would borderline six figures. I feel, wow, I feel six like. figures. Wow, he's turning down fifty k. Wow, and you're you just bet six dollars and fifty cents. No, I bet five. You bet to win $5. six and a half. You you you're betting six dollars and fifty cents. I'm outraged. I'm not even sure, honestly, if I would. I mean, I it would be tough to pass six figures, but it would be. <laughs> I would feel really tough. It would be hard. To, You're I, not it, turning down $99,000, Bubba. You're not doing it. It would be hard. I would be, I don't it's know. not six. But he might turn down nine. He might yeah. turn down it 9 It sounds 000. like he would turn down $9,000. $9,000. You're in for six fifty. Hembo's a disgrace. Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I have only one question. Right, we got some one questions in here. Go ahead, Hembo. Read some of these to me here. You'll ask a question. I will answer, and we'll see if the members of the hashtag crew agree with my answers to the one question about each of these playoff games. Green, how much will weather play a factor for the Dolphins in Kansas City? Enormous. It has to. I've always felt if I'm if it's my team in there, I don't like weather. I don't like weather games if I think I'm the better team. And I I, I love weather games if I think I'm the worst team because I think it's the great equalizer. But the Dolphins are the rare exception to that because I think the the weather impacts them far more. Then it impacts Kansas City. Tua Tungo-Vailoa, this is none of this is his fault. He grew up in Hawaii. He went to Alabama, and he lives in Miami. I don't know that he owns a sweater. 
You're going to go out there and play. It is supposed to be negative 27 with the wind chill on Saturday night. I have to believe it favors Kansas City enormously. The National Weather Service actually put out a, a message today describing it as being dangerously cold. That's what that's the way that they're describing the weather in the heartland on Saturday. You know, Chris Collinsworth told the story so well. Actually, Bubba, I don't want to ruin it. Go back and get me the Collinsworth story about when he talked about what, what, when he woke up that morning of the Freezer Bowl game and, and what the radio told him. We'll, we'll hold it off. We'll, we'll play it as this hour continues because it's one of my favorite stories. I have only one question. Next question. What could the Cowboys show you to prove that they're capable of beating San Francisco down the line? Almost nothing. I think the Cowboys have a real shot to get to the Super Bowl. And that shot, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. And that shot. I think that shot, thank you. Why is it that Brandon from all the way over there said bless you and you sitting right next to me did not say a word? I was locked into the one question. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, I think the Cowboys' chance of getting to the Super Bowl is the Rams knocking out the 49ers for them, which I think could happen. I think there's a real possibility... That the Rams beat Detroit Sunday night, then they go to San Francisco and win. The Cowboys, meanwhile, get the comparatively much easier path of um, Phil, of, 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 of Green Bay and then either Philly or Tampa, and they wind up hosting the Rams in the NFC Championship game. That's their path. There's nothing that would happen short of a significant 49er injury that would make me feel like the Cowboys were going to beat them on the road. So if you were to power rank the NFC right now, you would take the Rams third, it sounds like, given how everyone's playing coming in? Well, I mean, the matchups are the matchups. They're better than Detroit to you? I don't know if they're better than Detroit. I think they're going to beat Detroit. I hate to say it. I hate that for the Lions fans. I hate it. But I do think so, yes. So if that's what that means, then yes, that's what it means. I have only one question. One more question. Go. Would beating Matthew Stafford officially exercise all of Detroit's playoff demons. I just think winning the game, I don't even think you need the Stafford part of it. Like, I don't think that the Lions' demons come from Stafford. I think the Lions' demons come from decades of horrible mismanagement. And I think that they are, those demons have largely been exercised. This is a good team, and I think they're going to remain good. They have a good coach. They have a solid nucleus. They're well put together. I think they're going to remain a good team. That doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl this year or any time in the next few years. But the the idea that the Lions are just a laughing stock, I think, is over right now. And and so I think they have largely exercised those demons. Sneaky Hembo time. Let's go. Which player scored the most touchdowns in a single postseason? And I'm not talking quarterbacks. Which player scored? Which player owns the record for most touchdowns scored in a single postseason? Most in a single postseason most touchdowns answers next on ESPN radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance in 30 seconds. We will get sneaky Hembo in here uh, with uh, today's trivia question. But uh, once again, uh, these 30 seconds are for Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hembo, go. Which player owns the record for most touchdowns scored in a single postseason? Most touchdowns scored in a single postseason. Uh, let's see, Jack is in with a guess. Brandon is in with a guess. I am in with a guess. Uh, Bubba, what's yours? I don't have a good guess. I'm going to go with um, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. I think that is a good guess. I did think of him. Yep. All right. Well, Cam, I'm going with the team that I know played four games because they were nine and seven. I'm going with Larry Fitzgerald in 2008 for the Cardinals. Oh, that's not who I was going to (laughs) say. Well, who are you going to say? Here we go. I like his guess way better than mine. Okay. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt the green man. (laughs) That hurt me right where I live. All right. Do I need to, I need to, I mean, to be, to have some integrity to stick with my original guess. Who was your original guess? My original guess is Jerry Rice. I feel like Rice had a postseason. I feel like you're trying to be sneaky, even though he wouldn't have played four games in those days. I feel like he had a super. He had a couple of years there where he just went insane. There was the one year he was the MVP of the Super Bowl. I feel like Rice might have had a postseason where he did what Larry Fitzgerald did, but he would have had one fewer game to do it. I like my guess less, but I will stick with it. My guess is Jerry Rice. What did Jack say? Jack also said Jerry Rice. Okay. And Brandon said Marshall Falk. Okay. We got a nice spray of, uh, of guesses here. All right. Nice little variance here, and someone got it right. And the correct answer is Terrell Davis. Oh, oh my God. Yes. I thought about go. him. Baba. Terrell Dev- Davis had eight. He's the only player with eight. Nice. Larry Fitzgerald is the only player with seven. Oh, come on. Yes. There was a season, it was 1988, Greeny, the season in which you're thinking Jerry Rice had six in three games. Mm. 
If he had played another game, he would have done it. Head on over to the trash chute. Uh, (laughs) 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 All right. What are the standings as we speak over there, Cam? Bubs takes the lead at four and four. I am three and five. Greeny's two and six. Brandon, one and four. And Jack is 0 and two. Okay. Fair enough for the standings for the early season. By the way, I just posted a little something. If you want to see it, I'll put it up on Instagram as well in a minute. I tweet and am on Instagram at the same address at ESPN Greeny. And I just found a real nice picture of Joe Namath holding the Super Bowl trophy, holding the Lombardi trophy that I just put up on my Twitter. And I wrote, happy 55th anniversary, Joe. And to all the Super Bowl champion Jets, wherever you are, we will love you forever. Too many of those guys are gone now. It's set them 55 years later, as you might expect. A lot of them no longer with us. God bless them. Joe Namath at 80, still going strong 55 years since the Jets won the Super Bowl. I know the answer to this question, but I... I, I... I love when you tell it. I love, I love the way that you answer it. Just give me a quick synopsis of why that game itself and the outcome of it was so incredibly important in the history of pro football. I, I think some people accuse me of overstating this, and, and maybe I am. But the first two, quote-unquote, Super Bowls, which were just the AFL-NFL championship game, were so one-sided. They, they would have been... It's not a great analogy, but, but it, there was no football league that's as close as this one was. Uh, in, in that case, is there a basketball, a baseball? It, it, let's just say for the sake of argument, they were considering merging uh, Major League Baseball with the AAA, with, with all the teams in AAA, and, and merging them together and forming one league in which they would all compete somewhat equally. And you and most of the cognigenti would say, that's ridiculous. They don't belong on the same field. It's not even remotely competitive. There's no way in the world they should be playing each other. And they didn't play each other except in the championship game. So the first year they did that, the Green Bay Packers, the Lombardi Packers, won the NFL championship game. And the AFL championship game was won by the Kansas City Chiefs. And they met in the AFL-NFL championship game, a.k.a. Super Bowl I. And the final score was 35-10. to 10. Green Bay obliterated them. Max McGee, legendarily, with a blind hangover, scored two touchdowns, and and the Packers killed them. They didn't belong on the same field. And the next year, the Packers won the NFL championship again, and the Oakland Raiders won the AFL championship, and they played, quote-unquote, Super Bowl II, and the the, the Packers won 33-14. to And most people were saying, why are they even bothering to do this? They shouldn't play this game. The following year, the Baltimore Colts, who were considered by many, with the coach Don Shula, were considered by many to be the greatest team ever. People were literally talking about them like they were the greatest team ever, won the NFL championship, and they played the New York Jets, who had won the AFL championship, quarterbacked by a young, brash kid out of Alabama named Namath. The the Colts were an 18-point favorite. An 18, think about that. An 18-point favorite. And I, there, have been peop- there are people who believe, and I'm among them, that if that game had been 35-10, which the world expected them to, they would have just stopped with this nonsense already. Why are we even bothering with this game? And the Jets beat them. And Namath ran off the field with one finger in the air. And it changed everything. And then the next year, the Kansas City Chiefs won the AFL championship. The Minnesota Vikings won the NFL championship. Kansas City, if, I, if memory serves, won the Super Bowl 23-7. to And after that, the leagues merged. We talk about, quote-unquote, the merger. That's when they merged. 
That's when it went from being the National Football League and the American Football League to all one big NFL with the NFC and the AFC. It didn't exist then. They weren't on equal playing fields. It wasn't baseball where you had the National League and the American League, and each one won the pennant and they met for the championship. This was not, they were not thought to be equal. And, look, I can't sit here and tell you with certainty that they would have stopped playing the championship game and there never would have been a merger. But there are people who will tell you that, and I believe those people, that at minimum it was the single most significant event that propelled us in that direction. And so when people talk about the most significant football games that were ever played, most of the time they go back to the 1958 quote-unquote greatest game ever played NFL championship game between United's Colts and the New York Giants, which the Colts won in overtime, the first ever overtime game in football history. But I think an, an equal argument could be made when you look at what football is today, that Super Bowl three, 55 years ago today, Namath and those guys, they changed the history of the sport in ways that no one could ever have dreamt possible. By the way, starting in 68, uh, either the AFL or AFC team won 8 of 9 and 11 out of 13 championships. All right, so let me go through it for you here. So Super Bowl four is that. Super Bowl five, the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. Then the Dolphins won back-to-back. Then the Steelers won back-to-back. Then the Cowboys – no, then the Raiders won. Then the Cowboys won. Then the Steelers won back-to-back again. So there's your whatever it is. And then Oakland. And then the Raiders won. Mm-hmm. That, was their, that was the first Plunkett team. Yeah. So going all the way until Montana, the, the, it was dominated for the most part by the AFC except for Dallas. That's right. And th- there's no question in the 70s the best teams – this stuff has always been cyclical – In the 70s, the AFC had the better teams. Pittsburgh, Oakland, Miami, those were generally the better teams. And the NFC, they had good teams too, but they were were dominated by the Cowboys. And then in the 80s, things shifted. Washington, as they were then, you know, know, we know what they were called then. They got really good. Uh, The 49ers with Montana got really good. The Bears got really good with Ditka. Eventually, the Giants and Parcells got really good. So the, the, the balance of power shifted over to the NFC, and they would have won, I'm guessing, a bunch of the Washington won uh, three of them with Gibbs with three different quarterbacks the Bears won one the Giants won two and the 49ers won four in that stretch so they would have won I mean, whatever that adds up to they would have won like 11 out of 12 or something like that mm-hmm. right yeah it's but it's dead even historically dead even yeah because this stuff is it all comes out in the wash. It goes back and forth yeah it comes out in the wash so um anyway that's the point so it's 55 years today and again i got the post up if you want to see it and i'll put it on instagram as well at espn greeny for both of them you ask these questions greeny's question of the day i kind of like this we put the question in that was put here for me who was the toughest act to follow in sports history i'm going to make an argument that nick saban is super high on that list When you think about the toughest acts to follow, Belichick is not for a variety of reasons. One, Belichick went through some losing years. Right now, you're not following Belichick and six Super Bowls. You're following Belichick and four seasons of which three were losing and and the, the other one of them, they haven't won a playoff game in four years. So we saw it start to diminish. So it's still a tough act to follow. You're still being held against a very difficult uh, measuring stick. But I also think there's something about the passion that college fans have. If, you, if you're a fan in, of, of the New England Patriots right now, 
let's just live in a world where you are located, you live in that region, born and raised there, wherever it is. You've got the Celtics, you've got the Red Sox, you've got the Bruins. If you live in Alabama, you either have Alabama or you have Auburn, and that's it, and that's your life. And if you don't believe me, again, I'll just play you a little bit of this. This was legend, a caller on the Paul Feinbaum show. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring gasoline on myself and setting myself on fire on the 50-yard line. You can guarantee it. If it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring my arm off and taking that contract fracture and beating the hell out of myself. No damn Dabo! That's why that's a tougher act. To follow. All right. We talk a lot about the pressure to succeed in sports in big markets, and there is plenty of that. I've spent my entire life living either in New York or Chicago, two of the three biggest media markets in the country, and from a sports perspective, the two biggest markets in the country. LA is a whole other animal, a whole other thing, and unless you're the Lakers, people are hardly even paying attention half the time. But in New York, Philly, Boston, Chicago, the, 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 the difference is. There's other stuff to occupy your mind. So while the jet season was an abject, the, the, the reason that in New York this thing went so sour is because the Yankees forever have covered up so much of what was going on in the New York football. And now you got the Knicks and they're playing well in Chicago. You know, the Bears, they finished a little strong, whatever. Baseball season, not so good. Basketball, they're not so, well, we got nothing good going on in Chicago, particularly right now. They're excited about Connor Bedard, but what is he out two months now with yeah. a broken jaw? Mm-hmm. So tough times there. But no one is saying they're going to set themselves on fire on the pitcher's mound at Wrigley Field. In Alabama, I don't think that guy's kidding. So the, the point is, I think that following and following Saban, who was the best ever to do it, or at minimum, the most successful ever to do it, and the pressure beyond that, I, I'm telling you right now, if you live in New York, if you live in Chicago, you live in Chicago, you live in, a, I always use New York as an example, let me give you Chicago. You live in a in a you know a big high rise in the South Loop, or you live in one of those apartment you know one of those really nice apartment buildings they have there on the Gold Coast or whatever it is. You can live your life pretty incognito, unless you're Mike Ditka in Chicago. You know you could be. I, I I think it is very reasonable to assume that Matt Eberflus could walk down Michigan Avenue with a baseball cap on, and three quarters of the people wouldn't know who he was. Nick Saban. Could there be anyone? Less, I mean, I, I think Shaq could walk down the street in New York and be recognized by fewer people than <laughs> Nick Saban when he walks down Main Street, Tuscaloosa. None of this is meant as a value judgment. Neither is better or worse. Where you live is where you live. What you like is what you like. But in Alabama, this literally is a religion. It is a religion. Church on Sunday and freaking Alabama football on Saturday. And I think there is a difference in that. And when you, so if it is a religion, it is reasonable to say that Sabin was a deity, not literally, but figuratively. And he did it so well. There were people, Paul Feynman would come on, get up all the time. Every time they didn't win the championship and say, sure feels like the end of the Sabin era, doesn't it? I mean, every loss is Armageddon. An event. An event. And I think that is a level of pressure following that guy is a level of pressure, and I'm just looking at some of the names that are on the list here. It's not the same following Bill Belichick. It, Steve Young, it wasn't the same following Montana. 
It's not the same following Brady in New England, although that was a pretty good one because he was so unique. Some of these other names here, I mean, following Michael Jordan, there was no, no one followed Michael Jordan in Chicago, by the way. They broke that team up. You know, there, there's no, I don't think that there's anything like being the guy who replaces that guy. I think it is actually, now that I look at this list, <clears throat> I think they are the biggest shoes to fill that I can think of in sports history. Who, who, would, who, would, who would compare? Who would you put ahead You're of You're making it? a very compelling case, but I actually disagree with you. I think it's more difficult right now, given the set of circumstances, to follow Belichick. I think Gerard Mayo has it tougher than whomever follows Saban. Why? Because of the facts on the ground. Because Nick Saban is leaving that program in wonderful shape. They just were in overtime in the college football playoff semifinal with an absolutely loaded roster, a place that he has enabled to effectively recruit itself, that puts players into the pros at a higher rate than any program in the country because of him. And he's handing the baton to that next person. The Patriots program is in shambles. Hembo. Shambles. What are you talking about? If they draft Jaden Daniels and next year, by the end of the season, he's showing legitimate signs of being a good player. The offense looks a little better than it did this year, and they go eight and nine. What are people going to say? What are we going to say? But why are we assuming that? Did a pretty good coach. No, but, well, I mean, if he goes one and 16, then he did a bad job. Anyone doing a bad job is going to get criticized and maybe fired. Sure. But that's the standard for good. If you're Gerard Mayo in New England, okay, so what's I, the standard for good for whoever replaces? If they don't make whoever it is, doesn't make the playoff. Are people going to be screaming for his job? Are yes. people going to be setting themselves on fire at the 50 yard line? They will. Yes. That to me is a much tougher putt. So I guess what I'm arguing is something different than what you are. I'm arguing that succeeding Nick Saban, that person is being put in better position based on the facts on the ground than Bill. I think the Patriots are in really bad shape and are two, three, four years away from getting good again. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's necessarily, those are bigger shoes to fill. In theory, you're 100% right. I just, I think that the Patriots are in such a bad place from a roster standpoint that Gerard Mayo has almost no chance of succeeding. I understand what you mean, but there are plenty of other teams that are in just as bad a shape. And uh, I don't think there are any. You think right now of all the teams in the NFL, the Patriots are in the worst shape? I think if you were to redraft every team, just their roster right now, as front office types, they'd be the last one taken. Dead last. Based upon who they have now. Based upon who they have now. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. I mean, they have the third pick, so I mean, maybe they get themselves a good coach. Excuse me, a good uh, quarterback, and we'll see if that winds up happening. All right, we got who you got coming up, and I see on my screen here that Cam has a bone pit to pick with Hembo. We'll see if we need to get that in as well as we finish this thing up on a football Friday next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Before we do um, who you got here to finish it up with Bubba, Cam, do I read that you have a bone to pick of some kind with Hembo? Two bones now because I wrote that before he bet $5 on the Eagles to lose on Monday. Yeah, uh, disgrace. I I will outline uh, what's going on here. So we took people a little bit behind the scenes. So I make the rundown the night before. Mm -hmm. You and Hembo edit in the morning. Bubba will pull in sound, send out their required emails in the morning. Very well-oiled machine we have going on here. We are. I think we do a very good job. Uh, And occasionally throughout the day, Hembo will send me stories, articles as suggestions to put in the rundown. Very helpful as well. And I want to preface, Hembo's excellent at his job. Mm -hmm. No no commentary on his job whatsoever. Don't soften it. Don't soften it. What's What's the bone to pick? Recently, however... Hembo has been sending me articles and stories as suggestions through every form of communication imaginable. He will text me stories. He will email me stories. Mm -hmm. He will send me stories on Slack. And yesterday he sent me an ESPN.com story through Instagram DM. So I have to go on like a scavenger hunt every time (laughs) I have to try and find what Hembo wants us to talk about tomorrow. I I got too many inboxes to check to figure out what we're going to do on the show. It's ridiculous. I'm guilty as charged. This I think that's criticism. a fair comp- uh, that's a fair complaint. So Cam, give me one medium that I uh, am allowed to send you stories through, and from now on, you will only receive them through that one. Texting is probably the best one, and I, I try to respond when I can. Sometimes there's a lot of stories, especially when I have to go, you know, searching all over I, Kingdom I, I Come feel to bad, find them. Like texting him off hours on the weekends, but so instead you, want, you slack me. <laughs> right, slack is a work thing. If you texted, if you told me that you sent me something via Instagram DM, and then came and checked with me. In a hundred (laughs) years, I will not have seen it because Instagram DM is one of those things that I've heard of, but I don't know where to find it. And you definitely wouldn't be interested in receiving one from me. I I will watch the game on Peacock Saturday night and I know how to get there. You do. Only because they had a TV show on it that I liked called Poker Face. So we went out and got Peacock. So I can get on Peacock the same way I can get on Amazon, the same way I can get on Netflix, the same way I can get on Hulu. But Instagram DMs is where you lose me, unfortunately. Have you heard of Slack? What's that? Have you heard of Slack? I've heard of Slack. We use it at the NFL draft. The, the researchers oh. will send me notes okay. up, up on, and they just pop up instantly. All right, so you've been on it. Yes, yeah, so okay, I've been great. on Slack. Man. I wouldn't know where to find it. Like, they have to actually come over and, and right. open my computer and put it on there. Okay. But I, so I don't know how to get If you said, I sent you something via Slack, mm-hmm. I then have to say, okay, come over here and, put, and open Slack. <laughs> Cam, from now on, I will only text you. I don't have an app that says Slack. My, my Twitter DMs are open, too, if you want to send stories there. Okay. So what, could I DM? Is that, was that when they say slide into your DMs? Yeah. Which Hembo is- slid into my DMs to send me a story on the NBA. 
Is that literally all that means? To slide is just to send you a, a, a DM it, stands for direct message, right? Direct message. Usually slide into the DMs is a term referred to like you're trying to, you know, hit on someone, go out with someone, something like that. Ah. Yeah. You okay. slide into someone's DMs that you're interested in and, uh, right. you know, trying to I don't think anyone's ever slid together. into my DMs. Probably not. <laughs> Nor mine. And if they have, I wouldn't know about it. Well, Hembo slid other. into mine, so. All right, on we go. Uh, time for who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Playoff pigskin pick'em challenges where who you got begins with Mr. Bubba Go. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger. Last year we won the regular season. This year we were in last place. So let's see if we can win the playoffs. Let's go. Here we go. First up tomorrow, Browns at Texans, Cleveland minus two and a half. Who you got? Hambo. I'm playing the Texans plus the two. This is the home team with the superior quarterback getting points. The stat to know here. The Browns had the most turnovers in the league this year. The Texans had the fewest. That will be the difference in this game. Next I'm, up, I'm very you? torn on this. I, I, I'll go with you, but I don't know. The rookie quarterback, the good defense, whether or not an issue. I mean, I, 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 think, I, think, I think the kid, is, Stroud, is terrific. I don't know. I don't feel as confident in that one, but I I'll mean, go, it's I'll your go pick. with him. You can't overrule him. You can overrule no, him. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not overruling. Yeah. Go ahead. So we're officially going Texans. All right. Next, Dolphins at Chiefs. This one, obviously, is going to be negative 6,000. Kansas City, minus 4.5. Who you got here? Kansas City's line is not even as cold as it will be. I'm telling you, you're going to disagree with me. I'm playing the Dolphins plus the four. Come and a half. on. There is, I did the research study, guys, this week. There is no correlation between a road team from a warm weather place going into a freezing temperature in the playoffs and having a disproportionately bad cover percentage. I think four and a half points is too many to give Mike McDaniel, who last year got 31 points out of a Skylar Thompson team on a 20-degree day in Buffalo. Yeah, in Buffalo. That's, that's 50 degrees warmer than it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you. All right, we'll take the Dolphins. Go ahead, bubs. All right, next, uh, we're going to Sunday now. Steelers at Bills. Buffalo, minus 10. Who you got? I'm playing the Bills minus the 10. I think Josh Allen plus James Cook equals the best run game in the NFL right now. And given the fact that we got like 50-degree wins in that game, they'll yeah, ride 50 that. 50-mile-an-hour wins. Yeah, they're going to ride that, ride that tandem and win that by That doesn't just points. generally mean less scoring, though? The over-under is 35-and-a-half. Buffalo's a 10-point favorite. That has never happened before. That's what I mean. Like Ever. It, they're basically suggesting that the, that the Steelers are not going to score. That's right. <laughs> right. And so we'll see if they don't. All right, Bubba, let's keep it going. Yeah, to the most important game, Packers at Cowboys. I will be in attendance in the end zone. Dallas minus seven. Who you got? Play the Cowboys minus the seven. The Packers defense is by a long shot the weakest of the four units in this game. The Cowboys are going to score 30-something points. Right now at ESPN Bet, their total is 29.5. Play the Cowboys minus to seven. All right, I like it. So there's there our pigskin picks. Let's have some fun well, before we, we go. Got one more. One more. We have, we have sun- to do five games. Well, the Sunday night game. Well, there are six games total. Are we doing all of them? No, we'll do Eagles on Monday. But oh, we right. know what Hembo's picking. Well, we got to do the Sunday night. There's a, there's a game. There's one more game on Sunday. We got to do. The I game. get it. We got. We have to, have to do every game. Oh, uh, go we, ahead. Yes, we do. We do. Well, those are the rules. Rams at Lions. Detroit minus three. Who you got? Play the Rams plus the three. I think the Rams win this game outright. When Me they too. have their big four on offense, they're six and two. They average 30 points a game. They average 400 yards of offense, and the Lions defense is leaky on the back end. Hembo was 12 and one against the spread in the playoffs last year. Those are the picks. Bubba, let's roll. All right. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And so those are the teams playing this weekend. Baltimore and San Francisco have a bye. They will not be playing. Either, neither, or both will make it to the Super Bowl. Who you got? 
I'm going to go either. I do not think both will. Which either will get in? If I, if I had to pick right now, I'd say San Francisco gets in and Baltimore does not. At the, but I just have a funny feeling one of them gets picked off. Yeah. I, and and I'm, I don't have a real strong feeling on which one. That just feels too chalky for a season that has been anything but. Which team is more pickoffable? I think Baltimore is more pickoffable. Because of Buffalo? Yeah. And they just have better they're, – they're playing against quarterbacks who might just beat you I'm concerned by about themselves. The, like Mahomes might just beat you by himself. Allen might just beat you by himself. Who, beat, who goes into San Francisco? The only team I could see beating San Francisco is the Rams. I'm concerned, I'm concerned about the Ravens, how sharp they are. They, they will not have played a meaningful game in a long time by the right. time they get back onto the field. Yeah, so I'm going to go 49ers. I will go either on either, neither, or both. Next. All right, to the Sunday night game again. Uh, the game is happening in Detroit, Rams-Lions. And one Lions fan is suggesting that fans going to the game on Sunday don't wear their Matthew Stafford jerseys. They don't want any in the crowd. Do you agree with this decision? Who I do. Got? I do. I think you can continue to cheer for Stafford. I think you can give him a, a, a nice – I should know this. Has he played there since he – He's not. Since he got – okay. So, so they should give him a, a good – you know, they should, they should acknowledge – that he was a great player for them for a long time. But this is not October. This is January. I agree. This is not the time to show overwhelming support for the opponent, no matter who he is. Okay, so even if it's the only jersey you own, don't wear it. Wear yeah, something else. Just don't wear something else. Fair enough. Wear something else powder blue. Next. 63 years ago tomorrow, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was born in New York City. Who you got as your favorite Elaine moment on Seinfeld? Which was the episode? I was thinking about this because I saw the question. The episode where she's dating the guy and he has a stroke and, and she's yeah. over at his house and she's feeding him Yankee bean soup. Right before she was about to break up with and him. And then right? she decides, yeah, she was going to break up with him and then he has a stroke and so she becomes his caretaker <laughs> yeah. and she feels guilty breaking up with him because she thinks people will think she just did so because he's basically incapacitated. So she's feeding him Yankee bean soup right. with a spoon. <laughs> and then she's like, listen. It's a bitch getting here. It's like, <laughs> it's two subways. And she breaks up with him. It's so incredibly funny. You got time for one more quick. Sunday is National Dress Up Your Pet Day. Is that something you take part in? No. And yet we do it all the time. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? That's not an answer to that question. I've never some, put anything I've on my dog. I've pictures on Instagram. Stace dresses the dog up. All, that is not me. If you ask the question about my dog, the answer would be yes. Stace will dress that dog up for any occasion. Throw those down the chute. I've never done it. Oh, easy. All right. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.